Long Island local news on Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. The South Fork Wind Farm projected to be the first federally permitted offshore wind farm operating in the country by year's end is still awaiting arrival of a European vessel to complete construction, though its developer declined to say whether that would impact the completion schedule. Mark Harrington reporting on Newsday.com that offshore foundations for the 12-turbine wind farm in the waters off Rhode Island are already set in the water, and developers Orsted and Eversource have completed onshore and offshore cabling work. Now they say they're waiting for a vessel from Europe to arrive to begin final construction of the tower's turbines and blades. The 130-megawatt wind farm is estimated to power up to 70,000 homes, mostly on the east end. Offshore wind is the centerpiece of New York State's and the federal government's efforts to transition from fossil fuels to green energy over the next 20 years. Environmentalists say it's needed now, but many commercial fishermen oppose the turbines out of concern for lost fishing grounds and other potential Impacts and written responses to Newsday on Monday. Orsted's head of marketing strategy, Jennifer Garvey, said the turbine installation vessel needed to put towers, turbines, and blades in place was quote initially delayed on another project in Europe, but is now expected to arrive at the offshore site in late October. Meanwhile, she wrote, transport barges are set to arrive next week to later bring the turbine towers, blades, and nacelles out to the offshore site. And quote, asked if the December energy production schedule was still possible. Garvey wrote there were no changes to the overall schedule at this time, but the schedule is based on a lot of factors, weather being a key one. The company, she wrote, is making progress toward delivering power to the local grid in 2023. In other news, East Hampton Town officials are considering a code change that closes a loophole in the law by requiring property owners to get an updated certificate of occupancy before selling a property. Interesting. Joe Workmeister reporting on Newsday.com that officials recently pitched the change as a safety measure to ensure residential and commercial properties meet building and fire codes and as a protective measure for buyers. House hunters bought properties in some instances without realizing some improvements like swimming pools hadn't been legalized. He's Hampton Town's principal planner, uh, Tina Vavilis La Garen, said at a September 21st public hearing, this seems super important to me, quote, these individuals have had to pay fees and then struggled to legalize the property in as quick a fashion as they could, she said. Meanwhile, the prior owner had reaped the benefits of those improvements for long periods while not complying with town regulations nor paying their fair share of taxes. Vavilis La Garen said other East End municipalities already have a similar requirement. Many banks also require an updated CO for a buyer to obtain a mortgage. She said Councilperson Kate Rogers said without an updated CO, it can be difficult to know whether additions to properties were constructed safely. Board members could vote on the measure at an upcoming meeting. If approved, the change would take place no earlier than the first of the year 2024. Just a few months from now, Joe Palermo, East Hampton Town's chief building inspector, said his department can handle the added work with its current staffing. He said the current wait for an inspection is about a week. Imagine that. And so a requirement for a new inspection wouldn't hold up sales. And finally, Riverhead Town's Anti-Bias Task Force will hold a meet-and-greet event to celebrate National Hispanic Heritage Month next Wednesday, October 11th. Quint Nigro in RiverheadLocal.com reporting that the event is scheduled for the Antigua Cafe at 309 East Main in Riverhead starting at 6 p.m. Anti-Bias Task Force Chair Mark McLaughlin said there will be contra- uh, complimentary hors d'oeuvres. McLaughlin said the festive occasion will be a good opportunity for people to learn more about the task force and is hoping the community will take the opportunity to become more acquainted with the members, celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, and understand uh, the task force's goals. Quote, we'd like to be a beacon of hope, he said. According to McLaughlin, there'll be a DJ, Hispanic performers, and some surprise guest speakers for their gathering. Again, next Wednesday at Antigua Cafe in Riverhead. Reading the weather in Mattituck in honor of third-generation electrician Ben Dorosky of Custom Lighting of Suffolk joining us for the Wednesday Wisdom segment underwritten by LTV Studios. Also, incidentally, where I am immortalized on Google Earth, uh, I found out from Maggie Harrigan of Haircutters of Love Lane 
who sent me a picture yesterday morning of me sitting in front of hair cutters and said, is that you? It is indeed me. I do have a vague memory of the Google Earth mobile driving by. It's a very flattering photo, and I'm very, I'm very grateful that that's how I was immortalized in the Google Earth sphere. All right, so going to Mattituck, sunny there with a high near 76 degrees, right on Love Lane. North wind around six miles per hour, becoming southeast in the afternoon. Patchy fog after 2 a.m. tonight, otherwise clear with a low around 53 degrees. Calm wind. Right now it's 70 degrees, much too hot for the sweater I am wearing right now. And it is the shaky edition of the heart. Let's see, I'm going to bunny hop past Hangrounders, Shaky Hands. It's a great track, though, so you can find the whole playlist archived around noon at WLIW.com. Org, uh, so we've got Brandon Wolf Scott, Grizzfolk, Def Andrews, Kid Bloom, all tracks I'd never heard before putting together this playlist for you. Kicking it off with Shaky Hands from Vacay on WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love.
Shaking the knees from Grizz Folk's 2018 record, Rarest of Birds. Leading us to the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour, a little after 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay. And it's time for our Wednesday Wisdom segment, underwritten by LTV Studios. Catching up with an old friend, Benny Dorosky of Custom Lighting of Suffolk. I haven't seen Benny since my former life as a bartender. <laughs> I bartended your wedding at yes. Allure. Yes. Um, I used to serve you at um, Tony's Asian Fusion in Mattatuck, which is where CLOS lives. Um, it's so lovely to have you in the studio. We're comparing, I actually... We're not comparing kid pics because I was just looking at his beautiful daughter and getting all excited. So excited for you, your wife, for Colette. And what's the dog's name? Oh, uh, that's Dylan. Dylan. Dylan the dog. Yeah, yeah. Dylan the doodle. And we remember, we remember Jazz lovingly and very much miss Jazz. Oh, thank but you. very excited to have you in the studio. So I got uh contacted by I guess it's the North Fork Chamber of Commerce. Uh, actually, the Latip Group. So oh. Latip is uh, a business oh, organization. Yeah. yeah. So I, Bob McGinnis, he's the website guy you, and marketing guy in our group. I went to one of those once upon a time at Hotel Indigo. Okay. So there's a bunch. Each area kind of has one. We have the No oh. uh chapter. No Very Fork cool. Chapter, which is cool. It's great. Um, great chapter. If anybody on the North Fork is looking to get more business and, and uh, join a group. Uh, every Wednesday morning, we meet at Veterans Beach in Mattatuck. Um, so that's beautiful, always... Yeah, beautiful spot. Beautiful, beautiful spot. Especially right now. Yep. And uh, the Norfolk Chamber of Commerce, they do you know, attend there also. So we have a lot of people involved. Currently, we have 42 members in the uh, tip group. So, wow. Yeah. That's good. That's a lot. That's good. That's like everyone. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> exactly. much. Right. And then Bob McGinnis, he's in our group. He's the... Uh, Website and marketing guy for the group. What and a sweetheart, by the way. I've never met this person, oh, you okay. but you, you can just you. you can just feel the goodness. Yeah, good through guy. the e- through the email. Exactly. All right, he's so, helping us a lot with our marketing too. And he helped uh, Sarah Phillips build the Dining Plus program, sending uh, food to ELIH workers during COVID. Uh, so, first of all, things I learned from Bob's email that you're third generation. Yes. Yep. Electrician. I loved the ledger from your, what was it, your grandfather? So it's my, yeah, my grandfather, my father's father. My father uh, was Dorosky Electric for about 40 years, and he retired uh, in 2019, just before COVID. So he got very lucky on retiring before COVID yeah. happened, right? Um, but his father was an electrician at Plum Island and Whoa, also had a small cool. side business. Yeah, he had a side business also. But there was a ledger that my father gave to me, and it was all his, you know, information to how he built customers and, you know, whatever it was per hour and, and, you know, 20 cents for this and 10 cents for that. It was kind of wild to see the uh, humbling, right? When you're like, (laughs) like, man, if only, if only. Um, So he was saying, you talk a lot about the power grid out here. Mm -hmm. It says, you say outages are so often and extended because essentially we're running a 1940s grid. That's hard to find replacement parts for repair. It's like going to a McDonald's and trying to, to get a, a, a milkshake. Yeah. Well, so what it comes down to it, um, PSC and G, they're always trying to upgrade their power grid. They're always doing the right thing to try and you know keep us powered up right. during a storm, during an event of emergencies. But the thing is the overhead services. So our power grid is is aerial, right? Everything's on telephone poles. Right. So whether there's an ice storm, right? We have problems with power outages during an ice storm. Um, regular storms like Hurricane Sandy. You know, we were seeing extended outages during Sandy. Um, things like that, there's, there's always vulnerability in the power grid system that's going to cause outages for us at our residential homes, our businesses, and so on. So we offer generators, amongst other things. We're a full service. Okay, I'm, I've always wanted a generator, so please tell me everything. Uh, I'm, curi- I'm curious about it because I, I feel like especially out here, yeah, well, it's a good thing, good thing to have. Happen, I remember, right? Sandy? Yeah. I remember, I remember getting well. very lucky. <laughs> I lived in Mattituck and never had an outage but Amazing. i was working at tony's at the time okay. and i met some very s- desperate people who were like trying yeah. to find an outlet because they out, were right days out right they were out for a long time I and know. and unable yeah. to get gas because we had that that whole issue yeah. so basically you know these generators that we can put in there's so many options now we can go from um a manual style generator which would be on the very affordable side all the way to large scale automatic backup generator systems. 
Um, so automatic backer, backup generator system, we supply light cold. goes out. Yeah, light goes it power cut, goes out. It kicks on. Within seconds, you have power. Wow. Um, we can do anything from smaller homes uh, all the way up to large scale properties and commercial, you know, properties. And then you can decide. You could say, all right, well, I want to. I don't have a lot of money, but I want to make sure that if the power goes out, my fridge can say it stay on right like Absolutely. like one appliance yeah. a couple lights something like that yeah. we can work with any budget um pretty much any budget but you know we can work within within budgets and then all the way up to large-scale generation systems. it's nice stuff just to be storm hardy yeah it's uh, it's good peace of mind i mean you got to think about this too during the winter with people who have, who have second homes third homes vacation homes right oh, if yeah. you're not around and you oh, you want to you want the out. heat you want the heat to keep going on you, you know all of a sudden pipe bursts right. stuff like that big insurance claims right so this can really help out with peace of mind and um you know just just making sure that there's not gonna be problems we love to hear it I'll, so uh and especially in a time such as this where we've had a very storm laden season uh, it hasn't gotten too cold yet exactly but uh, definitely a heck of a lot of rain. I mean, is, is there anything that we need to worry about as far as as rain is concerned? In what aspect of, of power know. outages? Yeah, I just, don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, any anything it, can happen. I mean, I've I've seen stuff. You know, even small neighborhoods are, that are isolated to the old style power grid, right? So yeah. the main streets are usually pretty good, especially what PSCNG has put back into, you know, or the investment on their side, but. You get these outskirted neighborhoods, right? Mm. People back in the backwoods areas, and it's overhead services to some properties. Some properties have underground services. I love that. Yeah, but just the fact that they have underground services doesn't mean that the next door neighbor who has an overhead service or the power that goes between the poles wouldn't get knocked out. Because if that gets hit, you're out of power too. Wow, I never thought about that. Yeah, exactly. So when it comes down to it, I mean, it could be as simple as just a car accident too that knocks your power out for. I don't know, a few hours to 12 hours to a day before they get things back up. Who knows what it is, right? But at that point in time, it really depends. Is it during the winter, during a really cold time, you know, and and you could get freeze outs at that point. So there's a lot of reasons why you should look into the backup generator systems. So what else is going on, Benny? What what have you been uh, doing this fall? What are you busy with? Um, a lot. I mean, we have new construction projects going on, new residential. There's always commercial. There's like a lot of new neighborhoods on the North Fork. I've noticed like nice luxury neighborhoods. There's There's one builds out there. There's like, I think I saw one in Mattituck. I think I saw one in Kutchog, just like, you know, driving through there. It doesn't, at the time it didn't look like anyone had moved in yet. There's a lot of good stuff going on in the North Fork right now, you know, between construction, new homes, the real estate. Vineyards, restaurants, there's a lot of cool stuff going on, that's for sure. Oh, we love uh, – well, it's it's also – this, for me, is the time when I sort of stay away from the North Fork as much as I love <laughs> During it. During the fall, exactly. Especially because yeah. Water Drinker just opened in the, open, the oh, old Garden of Eve proper. that might steal a lot of business from the North Fork, well, huh? You know, what, you know what I heard? The, the one the, – the concern uh, or possible concern are places like Tyclude – farms so they have raw milk there and they i believe they're just east of what is now water drinker and they can't sell their milk off site because it's raw okay and so you know it could be a concern for them i'd I'd have to to have them on and talk about it but um i was curious because i remember getting stuck on um what is it? It's not Doctor's Path. What's the road that that ends at what was Garden of Eve? Roanoke, or is that? It's not Roanoke. It's further Northville Turnpike. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I remember being like driving from Jersey, took an hour from the bridge, let's say, to get to the end of the LIE. Then it took me an hour <laughs> to get from, <laughs> from Riverhead yeah. to Mattituck. Yeah. And I sat. On Northville Turnpike for a nice twenty minutes, yeah. twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, for me, I'm I can't imagine what an, what a what that <laughs> would add because we already know uh, the Harbs and all that stuff and how difficult it is to get to the North Fork. Is it also tough getting to like Riverhead? I mean, we're you know our area of right coverage now? is basically the North Fork Shelter Island. 
Um, so for us, we kind oh, of that's don't have nice. to go that route. But also oh, the hours good. of our, you know, our, our hours of operation is basically seven to three thirty, four o'clock. So we're usually avoiding that traffic. Yes. Too, you know. How are things on the rock? Uh, Shelter Island's cool. There's a lot going on. A lot. Um, a lot of new, you know, new construction. Um, the commercial stuff that we do over there. It's there's a lot going on. You know, I like I like working on Shelter Island a lot. Yeah, me too. That's where I, I started as a reporter. I have very fond memories okay. of taking the ferry, you <laughs> know, yeah, like watching the sunset, the sunrise. It's a fun on the, break during the day, right? Although the, what was the, uh, the one, uh, it was some, it was a ferry worker who struck fear in my heart as a brand new East Ender, let alone someone uh, going to Shelter Island. It was like my first ferry. And he was like, don't miss the last ferry. <laughs> and I was like, what does if that you mean? you miss the last ferry, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because he's just meaning you'll get stuck there. Mm-hmm. But I like watch too many scary movies or something. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what is he trying to tell me? That's great. You'll get That's sacrificed great. before the morning comes. All right. Well, this was fun. Lovely to have you. Where can folks go to find to find you if they need you? So our website, um, customlightingofsuffolk.com. Or just Google CLOS Electric. Um, social media, you know, we're, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um, or just reach out, you know, give us a call, 631-298-4588. Um, but, yeah. And it sounds like, you know, Latips has a very healthy membership on the North Fork. But uh, when's the next meeting? Do you happen to know? Every Wednesday. Every, every Wednesday morning Wednesday. at 7 o'clock at, uh, yeah, we're Veterans Beach. At Veterans, Veterans Beach, Beach. right, right, right. Beautiful spot. Right there, right there on the sound. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Benny Dorosky. This is Def Andrews. And you, whoever you are out there, you just heard the Wednesday Wisdom segment underwritten by LTV Studios on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love.
Five, five, I, I, I. 
And the Kings, self-titled record of 2010 after the title track from Kid Bloom's 2023 record, Shaky Knees. This is the title track of Thayer Serrano's 2015 record. More shaky tracks in the shaky edition of The Heart on WLIWFM.
ending of the shaky edition of the heart here on WLI WFM news you can trust music you love thank you Benny Dorosky and Lynn Blue our underwriters East End Food and LTV Studios and listeners like you